for me, um, we have to teach each other, especially children, to be grateful because we are here, we're still alive, and if we're not thankful enough, and then we're not activating our our brain, but to be happy, aside from other stuff like exercise, of course, very important, and good nutrition, and we have to teach children and other members of the family to, to say thank you in every day. That's the most important thing, to, to connect with people. to all of our listeners here at Asenor Fireside Chat. We are very happy to have with us uh, the major people running the organization. This is your host, Bobby Ancheta, and together with me is the co-founder of Asenor, Lev Kalang. Hello, Lev. Hi, Sir Bob. Good morning. And also with us is the co-founder of Asenor, Ilen Agpasa. Hello, Len. Hello, good morning. We're here again. Okay, so for for today, uh, we would be talking about family scoping uh, during the times of pandemic. And we have a very special guest for today. Um, she's She's been with uh, clients, she's handling clients for around 20 years already. She's very, very good with children and family. And she's also a specialist in trauma management and an expert witness in courts. I would like to introduce uh, today our guest, Dr. Ching Olaseman, a clinical psychologist of Vicente Soto Memorial Medical Center, Center for Behavioral Sciences. Hello, Dr. Ching. Good morning. <laughs> Thank you for gracing our podcast episode today, Doc. Uh, with with what happened uh, during the time of pandemic, there has been a lot of challenges. There has been a lot of changes, and with these changes and challenges come along also uh, stresses, uh, behavioral problems that might uh, impair functioning in the family and at work. Uh, in relation to that, can we identify first what are the common stressors these days? No. Uh, yes, um, Doc Ching. What are the common stressors? Being experienced by families these days. Well, of course. Well, first and foremost is the isolation. If we're going to talk about um, common stressor, and it could be the financial thing is secondary because if you are isolated, uh, that's the biggest challenge because children are bored, adults are bored as well, and also uh, older adults because they are not allowed to go out. Unless if they have uh, this APOR, the, the, mm -hmm. the certificate that you are allowed to go out. Uh, mental health now is really, really a challenge to, to, our, to our mental health professionals because uh, uh, children and, and older adults are actually uh, at risk now because they're at home and parents actually know their children now. They know more because they're mostly at home. And <laughs> violence, violence at home, actually. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Um, now, aside from that one, just allow me to add, there are also reports, of maybe at this time rumors, spot, but there, are, there has been reports that when you have, when children cannot go out of their house, they are exposed to 
not in all homes, but the violence that is taking place within their domestic lives, especially mm -hmm. when you have couples, you have parents who have uh, marital problems and who engage in violence as well. And sometimes kung meron ding mga, if we also have parents, one parent goes to work and then another, let's say the father or the stepfather is left behind and there is another child left behind, there is also the tendency of violence and even sexual abuse in some cases. So we do not have specific uh, names to name them, but there have been anecdotal records that, uh, that identify such cases happening. By the way, a while ago, si Doc Ching mentioned APOR. APOR, for the benefit of our international listeners, mean authorized persons outside of residence. So APOR, authorized persons outside of res re residence. These are the only people who can be allowed to get out of their house to buy the family's meals, to buy the supplies, unless of course you are uh, you are a public servant or you 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 work with uh, government agencies and you have your ID. And as they just said earlier during our talk before we started recording. Diba, Sir Bob, you're already, you have already started with your work. I said yes sa city government, pero wala pa rin akong ID. Sabi ko baka huliin ako <laughs> ng mga uh, police uh -huh. dyan. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah. We, are at, we are actually undergoing a lot of stress. And yeah, uh, I think we can go further with uh, yeah. Mam Ching. Stresses and isolation, like as what um, Dr. Ching had said, that isolation has a lot of repercussions, like because um, human as we are, we are designed to connect. Okay, as a human being, we're designed to socialize, to connect, and with isolation, it um yeah, it it leads us up to this kind of nature that we have. So that is why um it's really a big challenge. Mm -hmm. Okay, increasing um depression and anxiety and a lot of suicide report now happening, and um, it's really difficult because we are only few. And uh, we are actually asking help from a university intern student to help us with uh, ed also uh, during pandemic. And yeah, there's actually some parts of the things that I know about um, mental health where I work now. And um, I think I think one of the reasons why the stress level of parents and even children are increasing is because um, rarely do we really, uh, rarely do we really encounter situations for prolonged period of periods of time. Na yung mga anak at ang yung mga parents ay magbabagaan with regard to pwede bang dumabas o hindi. So for example, ha? For example. Maybe you can tell, a parent can tell the children, okay, do not go out, stay in the house because of this or that for one or two days. But if it's going to be prolonged, if it's going to be for one week, many of the children get bored. And then the parents would lose excuses and will have difficulties now explaining to the children why they cannot get up. Because usually the uh, figures of authority of the children are only their parents. 
or sometimes mm-hmm. teachers. But within the house, it's only their parents. And mm-hmm. so if it's only going to be their parents who will be telling them, do not get out because of this and that. The normal tendency is for children to go against, or to, to talk back, to, not really to talk back, but to reason out with their parents that, bakit hindi? Pwede naman ganito, si ganun nga. So that adds more stress to the parents as well. And on the children's part as well, we know as educators, we know as students of psychology, uh, Deb, di ba, kahit sa college, meron naman tayong psychology, so alam din natin ito. Na, we cannot, uh, we, 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 we really want to also connect with other people. If we cannot connect, uh, you might say, pwede namang, sa, pwede namang sa Facebook, pwede namang sa mag-chat na lang tayo, but it's still different if you're able to really physically connect with other people. So, yun yung nangyayari na, it increases the stress level, yung conflict in the house because of these discussions. So, as time goes by, the level of stress also increases. So, yun na, nagbabanggaan na yung mga anak at yung mga parents. And I'll give you another example. Uh, one example, in fact. My best friend, my best friend is a female. She's already married. And sometimes, we would like to go uh, to, let's say, uh, not now because we are under MECQ. Pagadian is under MECQ. Okay. When we are still in GCQ, if I uh, if I remember it right, there are some restaurants that are open, but uh, senior citizens and children are not allowed to get in, and the capacity is limited to only I think fifty. So yung mga adults can get out, but my best friend would all the time say. I would like to bring along my son, pero I could not let him, I could not bring him because once I bring him out, it's going to be very difficult for me to explain to him later on, especially kung mag-change na naman yung quarantine, na hindi na siya pwedeng lumabas. So to be consistent, ang ginawa niya, hindi na lang talaga niya dinadala outside because she doesn't want to encounter a situation na mag-aaway na naman sila sa kanyang six-year-old son. So, I think, Doc Ching, you can explain further yung dynamics na, yung, yung dynamics na nangyayari sa bahay na, na mga parents yeah. and ng mga uh, anak nila. You say that kind of strategy um, works, you know, for the best in terms of, you know, handling this situation of, you know, like having the entire household in quarantine because it's required by the, um, by the LG or something? Or ano po yung because I have also two uh, new sons. I foster two children from Negros who are assigned to me by the SMUD and they are three and five year old and it's really challenging because the the eldest is Alice and he is used to go to a school, a special school and and he know what his school now, or what his school is. And the problem is, how could we explain to him that there is no more school? And we do not like yes. him to, to watch a, a, ga- a gadget or a TV or a computer for that school thing because I know that he's not going to listen to the teacher. Mm-hmm. And I, that's the tricky part of it. But we were able to, I want to explain this perspective or dynamics in my own uh, household because I have also difficulty at the beginning and the the good part because I'm a psychologist, so I know what's what's going on with with the new normal. And we have to establish consistency. 
first mm -hmm. this children has to wake up by but say about six and they have to run out within the backyard i'm blessed because i have a backyard or they have a front yard that they can actually run run and and play with their bicycle and, and balls but they have to wake up specifically at this time and then afterwards they have to eat they have to to take a shower or bath at outside whatever they want and then eat and then sleep very specific on the activities because uh normally uh in a normal days the children has to go out for school and and parents send them to school to their second uh parent this is which is the the teachers and nothing further and then when the children are here at home the work is actually overloaded, overloading your senses. So you need consistency. Mm -hmm. First thing in the morning, you need to wake up at this moment, at this hour, and then next and next and next until it will become a habit. I think. I think. Uh, I think it's the same with what other experts are saying that we should really, uh, we should really develop a particular consistency in our routine. For example, yes. even. Even working parents, even working moms, working dads, working from home, despite the fact that you do not anymore go to your office, mm -hmm. you do not anymore travel, it doesn't mean uh, uh, that you're just at home. You don't need to take a bath anymore. You don't need to uh, organize your workspace and so on. Mm -hmm. Experts would still say, nevertheless, maintain a regular work schedule, a routine in which you will be able to follow, just to be able to uh, keep your uh, keep your mental alertness. Men I don't know what the term is. Uh, stability, stability of mind, um, because it, it, you know we're uh, we're in the new normal already, mm -hmm. and um, yeah. if we do not retain, if we do not develop a certain degree of co consistency. Our work life, our life within the house, within our domestic lives will also be affected. Because having consistency, having a structure, having a routine, it has also um, had an impact on our well-being. Like say, for example, um, uh, just having a routine and having a structure, it gives us a little bit of sense of control. Like, um, this is what I'm going to do at 9 o'clock. This is what I'm going to do at 12 o'clock, things like that. And with that kind of uh, a sense of having control, uh, you know, anxiety, a lot of people who are vulnerable or at risk with anxiety are those people who uh, perceive that they lost control. So the structure, having a structure can help that. And also... Um, having structure and having consistency can also give you a sense of boundaries like uh, this time is uh, work time and this time is a household time things like that so having a boundary can also give us a, a map or a template as to how our day would uh, would go and this would really really help a lot rather than not doing anything and then just go with the flow yes okay. I would like to ask something um, yung earlier the things that we were just talking er, talking about earlier we're dealing with the um, uh, the common things that happens within the house but there are also other individuals other families who undergo a certain trauma I would like to ask Doc Ching and even Elin what are these trauma that some families are undergoing and what are the mechanisms what are the steps what are the things that we can do to be able to lessen the 
uh, impact of these trauma which some families are experiencing? Uh, that's really difficult to answer, sir. Actually, especially if the cause of trauma is your parents or your mother or father. It's really difficult yes. to answer. And um, mostly a teenager now who can actually express their feelings and if they know that we have page, we have page, uh, a fake Facebook page to help them, they're actually telling us that their parents is doing this and doing that, and they cannot even run away because police will get yes. to them. Yes. That's not really yes. difficult. I, I cannot really answer because it's way, way different here in the Philippines compared to other nations because um, the, the protective unit is not really in place. We know that so there that, is trouble. We cannot do something about it. So that means perhaps uh, our country, our uh, the government, even the local government units, perhaps can already uh, think of establishing a program similar to the nine one one nine one, parang uh, help center, call center. Na if ever there are emergencies, not only related to physical emergencies, even mental emergencies. Dahil merong mga hotlines, di ba? We have already talked about hotlines yeah. for those who may, uh, eto, these may be other issues, but yung sinasabi natin na yung sa HIV hotline, uh, if they just wanted to talk to someone, para lang to be able to help them cope with their mental stress, to be able to maintain their mental health. Um, mas, ma mas mabuti kung merong mga ganyang pamamaraan mm -hmm. so that we will also be able to lessen instances of suicides dahil meron din mga, we also have some individuals who cannot anymore cope with their problem na the only way the only way out that they could think of is ending their lives I, I think yes that's something that we can perhaps advocate in our local government units and even in the national government that we already have somewhat like a hotline where people can, uh, which people can call, dial, and uh, express. But let's say, for example, it's the other way around. There may be some children, uh, and we have heard of some instances, although this is not prevalent, but there are some children, some teenagers, na inaabuso din nila yung mga parents nila. Wala, silang, wala nang control yung parents nila sa kanilang mga anak. What should be done? Doc? Uh, yeah, we have so many things like that because of uh, problem of parenting, but only few cases actually reported on, on that kind. But mostly the report here at the protection unit of the Vicente Soto, uh, mostly children and teenagers are being abused by their parents and, and incest by their neighbor and, and known to children. Yeah. But um, for abuse of older adults, we have few, actually, very few, but 90% uh, of the report are actually uh, children and older adults um, who are abused. Um, in are connection to that, no, um, what, because, like, for example, in a family with older adults, like, yung may mga parents na seniors na or they're living with their grandparents. So the primary caregivers are like undoubtedly the family members, di ba? So um, yes, yes. what advice could you give to the family members um, like on how to deal 
with um, older adults in their respective families, especially during these times of pandemic. Now, so what advice could you give to the family members, you know, um, who are taking care of seniors in their households? Just like to add this, um, for us here in a senior, because uh, we do, uh, like, we conduct trainings, right, for, say, those who will be retiring uh, or they're retired already. We also have um, trainings for the dependents or the family members uh, in the area mm -hmm. of giving care, right, Ilan? So we have this program that we're also offering um, like as part of the retirement uh, transition assistance workshop or training. Because, yeah. of course, um, that's important, you know, like the entire ecosystem that supports um, the, 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 the aging population. So firstly, dapat alam din ng family members talaga nila. So what the needs are of these older adults and how to properly address those needs. So just going back again to what uh, what we talked about sa barangay level um, training, maybe even basic skills, basic uh, basic approaches sa mga barangay yeah. who encounter uh, situations like these. Um, I think it would be very good if we, we train them because at least to a certain extent, yung mga barangay tanod are in the barangay for an extended period of time na parang to a certain extent, yung role nila in the barangay is also regular na, matagal na sila doon. We talk, si, si Lev also mentioned about the barangay health workers. Ngayon, Lev, meron ring bagong position, barangay nutrition scholars. There is a difference between the barangay health workers and the barangay nutrition scholars. Mas bago tong nutrition scholars, I ask them, what's the difference between the two? Um, I will not get into detail of the difference between the two, but barangay level has already instituted these particular positions and more or less regular na sila because hindi kagaya ng, ng iba na after let's say three months, mawawala ka or six months, mawawala ka. Etong mga tao na nasa barangay, they stay with the barangay for a longer period for of longer time. Period. Na parang regular na rin. And it, it's really good if we would be able to help give them training. Going back to uh, what Doc Ching had said, this could be like a perennial problem with regards to the continuity if we wanted to tap uh, those LGUs, those in the grassroots because of the continuity. Like, um, some of those who undergo the training are just like job orders and they would end their contract and then so or like if the um the the, the like for example the barangay captain would be again uh, would not be elected for the next uh, election so there would be a discontinuity of those people who would man so again we would go back to zero again for the training so so things like that but again going back to our discussion with regards to our concern, how to address uh, coping in this time of pandemic, although it's no longer uh, that kind of strict before uh, last year, but right now is some kind of lenient. But uh, with, with regards to mental health, there are really um, those increasing uh, need for Still, that. Right? Because mm -hmm. yes, yes. mm -hmm. I, I think um, with or without the pandemic, it's already there and it just got exacerbated because of, you know, what is happening. Like, again, the restrictions, the feeling of being isolated. And so one, seek help or try to reach out to somebody, express the needs that we have or the concerns that we have. 
and then uh, aside from that one, try uh, the the other suggestion given by Doc Ching was also to make sure, and also given by Elin, to make sure that we maintain a certain routine, a certain let's say day to day program in our lives so that we will still be able to gain some degree of control and therefore we will not be hindi tayo mawiwindang sa pag manavigate natin in this time of the pandemic anything else mom uh, doc ching and even that you would like to add to at least two of the steps that we mentioned well for me um we have to teach each other especially children to be grateful because we are here, we're still alive, and if we're not thankful enough, and then we're not activating our our brain to be happy, aside from other stuff like exercise, of course, very important, and good nutrition. And we have to teach children and other members of the family to, to say thank you in every day. That's the most important thing, to, to connect with people. Thanks, Dr. Ching. Thank you so much, words. Yeah, yes, I agree. Um, being grateful for for the things that we have, okay, not longing for those who are those um uh just just being grateful with what we have, that's very, very important, and also connection. Okay, like what Doc Ching had said, na they would go out, reach out to their neighbors and help because connection within the self and connection with others, connection with nature, that's that's very, very important because that's our nature as a human being. Love? Yes, um, so I would just like to say thank you again, um, Dr. Ching. Um, thank you for your insights. Thank you for the helpful information you've shared to us um, concerning our topic today. And yes, here's to, you know, hoping and wishing everyone um, good health. Uh, I would say we're not out of the woods yet, but hopefully, no, um, in a few months' time. Um, let's, let's, let's just pray for, you know, like, magiging stable now. People can already travel. I would like to share to everyone, I already got my first shot, AstraZeneca. Congratulations, Sir Bob. <laughs> I think this is another thing. This is another thing that we, yeah. should, we should tell everyone. Do not intimidate children about needles dahil karamihan ng mga tao natatakot sa mga needles. Uh, um, uh, I have a, I think my threshold for pain is quite average dahil um, nagdodonate ako ng dugo. Uh, I'm a galloner. Pero I kept on asking, masakit ba? Masakit ba? I ask, I keep on asking those who have gone before me sa pagpapaturok ng, ng needle if it was painful. And they say, no, they know that they know that I donate blood and they say, ah, mas malaki pa nga yung, yung karayong na ginagamit na pa, sa, sa blood donation. Ba't ka pa matatakot sa uh, needle na ginagamit for injection? And then when I did, uh, it was not even as irritating as the bite of the ant. Yun na ngayon sinasabi nila, mas masakit pa yung kagat ng lamok. Uh, not lamok, <laughs> ng, ng, um, uh, ng ant. Ng ant. I guess yung main concern doon, Sir Bob, would be more on, di ba yung um, side effects, I guess, o ganon. Which is, um, to our viewers and listeners, um, we have... Anong episode yun? Um, the one that we did with um, Ramon Aboites Foundation and yes, MPS, yeah, I think episode 5. So visit again um, to everyone. 
na napadpad sa YouTube channel namin, please hit the subscribe button. <laughs> yes. All right. Thank okay. you again, Dr. Ching. You're welcome. Thanks, Dr. Ching. Thank you, Doc, for your time. On behalf of the Asenior team, on behalf of Lev and Elin, this is Bobby Ancheta, your host for today. And we would like to thank everyone for listening to our fireside chat. Good day. See you next episode. Bye. Bye.